Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. That is Jeff Pitchell's Fat Cigar you've been listening to, and that means it's time for Not Just Blowing Smoke, coming at you live from the Twin Smoke Shop Studio headquarters in Hookset, New Hampshire. Be sure to subscribe to us on Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Bree, and I'm here with my co-host, Kendra, the Potion Master. Hey, guys. Tavina the Divine in the producer's chair. Tequila Talia, our liquor rep. And drum roll, please, oh, Yvonne Remy from Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. So um, she was unable to be with us the last time. So this oh, is kind of a makeup yeah, episode. Yeah, so, back. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back. Well, for Excellent. the first time, uh, we're going to be picking her brain a little bit later on some exciting things. Um, but thanks for being here with us tonight, everybody. How's everyone going? Doing Metallica. Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you could. We'll explain later. Yeah. <laughs> a long story. Yeah, yeah so um, we're going to start by smoking the brulee blue tonight. So we're going to get um, lit up over here. And after we get lit up, we're going to have Yvonne tell us a little bit about the cigar. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a little pepper on the first light there. Very nice. I think you're going to like this. I think so, too. Yeah, this is very popular. We cannot keep it in stock. I get yelled at all the time. Where is it? <laughs> so we're going to get in trouble for promoting this in the podcast pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Oh, well. <laughs> now, it's well worth it. Okay. Well worth it. So, yeah. Um, what can you tell us about this cigar? Um, well, this is part of the Sober Mesa line. This is a milder version of the original Sober Mesa. It's got an Ecuadorian Connecticut shade wrapper, mm -hmm. a San Andreas Negro, I don't know if I say that right, quite honestly, <laughs> binder, and then a Nicaraguan filler. That'd be nice. I think you're going to taste some cedar, some caramel. Yeah, mm. I'm surprised with this one um, so far. I know we were on the initial light. Um, I, I definitely wasn't expecting the little um, nose of pepper that I got initially. In the retro um, hill, it's pretty peppery too. Yeah. What are your thoughts? So I didn't get the pepper at first. Um, I, I initially got the the caramel and on the first draw of it, but um, now I am getting a little bit more of Metallica. I, a little bit more a little bit more Metallica. I think I'm getting a little bit more of that cedar like an earthiness. I am I'm not getting a ton of sweetness now. But um, I'd be willing to bet that as we, you know, pair up with our, our whiskey, I think we're going to get some some honey and some caramel and some other sweet notes coming through. Awesome. What about you, Talia? Yeah, that was my initial reaction was just how light and sweet it was. Like, 
almost um, like toffee-ish, like very candy. Um, and then <laughs> <laughs> now I am noticing a little bit, uh, a little bit of spice there the more I smoke it. So I'm curious to see when we pair it with the bourbon how it's going to react. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that spice is kind of lingering at the back of the palate now. Mm. Um, smooth. I think this is going to smooth out really nicely. But yeah, so um, a little bit later, we're going to um, ask Yvonne some questions about what's going on at Dunbar. And, but first, Kendra, what time is it? Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Is it time for the fun stuff? It is time oh. for the fun stuff. Oh, geez. That means we're going to talk about whiskey? It does. That, that, <laughs> that is the fun stuff in my world. I'm sorry. Not in my no, world. <laughs> you got the whiskey over here and the cigars on there. We're, we're <laughs> but I got this one here. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you sweetheart. <laughs> I will say makeup courtesy of moi. <laughs> I'll take credit for that one. I like the little glittery sparkles. Yep. Sparks. Subtle but feminine, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, we're gonna talk about Metallica. No, we're not. We're no, talking we got about. We're gonna talk about rabbit hole first. Oh, I got excited. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so um, one of the whiskeys that um Talia represents is Rabbit Hole. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know they, there was recently a cigar that came out to pair with that called um Diesel from Diesel, and um. So we're actually smoking this rabbit hole whiskey with our sober mesa tonight. So we're going to hear Talia's thoughts on the rabbit hole whiskey, Kendra as well. I know they're both very acquainted with this particular spirit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, should we all try it first yes. before yes. we kind of yes. take the sip? Mm -hmm. So Amen. very mild aroma. Taking a sip during the first sip during oh. the show this time. Yes. Sweet. Mm -hmm. It is very, it's, it's. Quite it a sweet, sweet bourbon. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I like it better this time around than when we had it with the diesel cigar. I was going to say. Right? I, don't you remember it differently then? Well, yeah. I had a, honestly, I don't want to say I had a bad taste in my mouth the last time I tried it, but um, we tried it along. Well, we had a lot of things yeah. that day. <laughs> we tried a lot of different types of. That like, cigar was tequila. stronger. The, the cigar is very strong. That's why. It, I think it goes better with the, with the um, high gold. Yeah, that we did on the show earlier um, in the summer than with the Cave Hill because mm -hmm. it kind of overpowered it. Yeah, this this cigar is much better with the with with this particular rabbit hole. So yeah, I agree, actually. It's just kind of a testament to the power of pairing. Yeah, mm -hmm. really. You know, sometimes really you have something with one cigar and it's co completely wrong. Um, yeah. Because, you know, like I said before, and like Kendra said, um, our takeaway the last time we tried this was, oh, you know, it's nice, it's mild, but it's a little too sweet for our palate. But it's honestly the perfect complement to this cigar. You know, the oiliness is coming like that, that oil on the back of your throat, like that coats your tongue is coming through more with this cigar mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Because Rabbit Hole, so we've sort of talked about this before, how Rabbit Hole is 95 proof, which means they don't chill filter. So the fat's not being separated out during the filtering process. Yes. It's becoming part of the whiskey. So, you know, fat equals flavor, as we all know. So oh, I'm that. getting a lot. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm getting a lot more of that with this cigar My than I did with that. <laughs> oh, jeez. God, Dave. I got to remember that. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Davina. So, <laughs> do you want me to go into a little bit more with the rabbit hole? Yeah, that'd be wonderful. So, we've sort of talked about this on the show before, but Rabbit Hole is a fairly new distillery down in Louisville, Kentucky. It's right on the Bourbon Trail. So, if you were to go down and visit, you'd stop at this gorgeous distillery that they have down there. They actually have a bar on the top floor that has a 360 degree view of Louisville. So, it's like, uh, they better send me down there soon. Wait, wait, wait. So um, it, they have four different brands that they put out. And this is one of them, the Cave Hill. So this is named, all of their brands are named after something that's special to Louisville. So Cave Hill is the name of a cemetery down in Louisville, Kentucky, where a lot of the original American whiskey distillers are, you know, laid to rest down there. So this is sort of a tip of the hat to them. They're very focused on building on what they have accomplished, but innovating. So Rabbit Hole wants to be traditional, but also innovate in a way so that they're unique. They are one of the only bourbon distillers in the whole country that actually uses their own recipe, their own mash bill, and creates all their own bourbons. Um, the Cave Hill in particular, like we were saying before, is sweeter. So we had done the high gold, which is a high rise, got more of a spice note. The Cave Hill has the... 71% corn, which is pretty high, but they're also using, which no other bourbon on the market's doing this, they're using malted grains and barley, and some of their barley is honey, they use honey as well while they're malting their their grains, so that's also bringing you that sweetness. Hmm. Beautiful. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Very, very nice. Yeah. So it's a natural sweetness that's coming through. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the cigar, you know, it's... Agreed, yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's got a natural sweetness going mm-hmm. through it, as well as the uh, the pepper and the retro hail. And yeah, and now that fun. pepper is completely gone for me. It's it was um, very initial, like right off the bat, gone with the wind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I think now it's time to um, ask Yvonne a few questions about um, what's going on at Dunbarton. Okay. So um, <laughs> if you're ready, Yvonne. Sure. So we're smoking the Silver Mesa Brulee Blue. Um, so compared to the regular brulee, what would you say is um, the, the more popular? I know you said you guys have been running out of this. How popular is the regular brulee compared to this blue? The regular brulee is just doing phenomenal as well. Awesome. Everybody likes that. Um, this this is a little milder than the regular brulee. So it's really taken off too. People, it's hard to get and it's a special smoke. So, mm-hmm. but you know. Yeah. Yeah. Really awesome. <laughs> sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, do you know what made Saka expand to this Vitola? Is is it kind of um? He he wanted to do something similar to what he thinks of as his grandfather's cigar, you know, a more traditional um, smoke that reminded him of his past. Uh, you know, it's a much milder cigar than what he makes. Most of his cigars are kind of kick ass. Yeah. You know. Um, I love it. I, I do everything from really mild to kick ass. But um, I just think this <laughs> this is really special. So, uh, but, you know, he wanted to to get that whole, all right, this is going to sound weird, this whole family feeling. Sober medicine means over the table. Oh, wow. So it, it, 
it translates to over the table kind of loosely. So in essence, it's what you're smoking when after dinner and you're all sitting around the table and you're talking and you're sharing stories kind of like we're doing now, you know, but our regular line of Sober Mesa is a much stronger, much more powerful cigar. So this allows people that aren't quite ready for that really super strong kick-ass cigar to enjoy it. And he just blends so phenomenally well that, I mean, how can you not like it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, what do you think of it with the with the whiskey? I know you're not a huge whiskey drinker. I'm not, but I really like it. Mm -hmm. I do. Absolutely. So I'll think I'll have some more. There Cheers. you go. Cheers <laughs> yes. <to everybody>. yes. <laughs> Mm. so is this the, is this the particular cigar that there's that debate with if they're if it's like infused or if there's like if it's like a sugar cap or that is the regular brulee oh okay so yeah he had that whole little sampler thing yeah. with um yeah <laughs> stfu yeah stfu and uh where everybody tried them all and they figured out what or what they thought which mm -hmm. one might have had the sweet tip which was never confirmed exact precisely, right? No. It was eh, yeah. confirmed and I. Yeah, no, yeah. it was confirmed. I honestly, off the top of my head, don't remember which one, but it was. And um, he's, he says there's no sweet tip. It is all in for the regular brulee. Mm -hmm. It all has to do with the fermentation process. Uh -huh. So because it's in the fermentation process, it just brings out that natural sweetness. So that's Beautiful. it. Despite what people think. <laughs> Screw what people think. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so there's already a lot of um, controversy, not controversy, but debate within this line. So there is. Do you know if he um, if he plans on expanding this line in particular or is this probably going to be it? You know, he doesn't tell us much in the office. And I, I will tell you, do you know how we find most of our things out? Facebook, <laughs> all of a sudden we'll be working, we'll be working, right? And all of a sudden the phone blows up or a messenger starts blowing up and we all kind of moan like, oh God, <laughs> what did Steve do now? What did he say? You know, so often, often we learn things that way. Um, I really don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if he possibly came out with a different size, um, but I really don't know what his plans are for it. He's, right. he's got some other things, things that he's, uh, yes, he does. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, so, uh, pretty cool things. Can't wait to see. Yeah. <laughs> On the topic of, of sizes. <laughs> so I've, I've heard around the rumor mill that Steve hasn't been the biggest fan of, you know, say like Lanceros mm. or smaller Vitola. Right. That's the reason when he did his Lancero, it was. Now leaving me the hell alone. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. Do you think that, um, I know you kind of mentioned that this blend was a little bit milder to kind of cater to that family feel. Do you feel that that's kind of bringing in like a new audience of smokers as well to the line? Maybe people who aren't, are more used to Connecticut rappers? I think it is. I mean, I know that initially when I first started smoking cigars like eight, 10 years ago, can't even keep track of it anymore. Honestly, I liked the milder cigars. Mm -hmm. And over time, I built up to stronger things, kind of like our liquor. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. trust these two. So, I feel um, I totally yeah. comply with right, that. Right, When I first started the podcast, it was nothing but beer. That's it. I don't want you're a beer guy. Okay. Yeah. And now, now, now it's just nothing but bourbon and scotch. The good stuff. But um, in doing that, it's going to um, 
bring other people in to experience the cigar. A lot of people love, you know, they just hear Connecticut wrapper and they want to do it. They think it's milder and it is milder, but there's still some kick to it, you know? Yeah, so yeah. it's all in the blend. So, very true. Very true. Yep. How about those burn? Everybody's I was going to say that construction yeah. is construction. Yep. really good. On point. I don't know if yep. anyone can see that. Stack and dime. Not only is it delicious, <laughs> it's aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> Absolutely. It is pretty. Steve puts a lot of time even into his bands. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they're they made in Holland and they come back and he scrutinizes over the color and, and all of that. So it's, it's from, from the artwork in the boxes, I mean, he's totally into every aspect of it. So it's not just, well... Obviously, the most important part is the blend, but <laughs> there is also the presentation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like you can't really skimp on anything. Um, that's how you get a really successful cigar. You right. know, it has to have the whole package. And right. Obviously, Steve's been kind of the master of not only marketing, but also delivering on those products. Right. So, yeah. Um, so I, I know I, I warned you I was going to ask about this and you're <laughs> I know you're in the dark sometimes just as much as we are. But um, any news on the new Stillwell star? Well, um, yeah, uh, we um, released it at PCA and it has been very popular. There are currently four different blends. Uh, I'm going to be very honest with you and tell you that I have not smoked it yet. Uh, we, we had an issue with uh, bringing in the cigars, having enough samples for everybody. So we limited it so that we could make sure that everybody could get a sample. Um, thus, that means I didn't, I only got one. Oh, no. <laughs> and although, although I was encouraged to smoke it at the show, I didn't want to smoke it at the show because it's that, it's a blend that has both pipe, to, tobacco, pipe tobacco and and cigar tobacco and it's that blend and and i want to be able to sit back and relax and really enjoy it and really be able to taste it yeah not while i'm chatting working. and yeah you know. i like that you said chatting instead of working you know? <laughs> well, get you I in do, trouble here i do chat <laughs> i feel the same way too when when kurt came out with his five and die and you know he gave us all a second one after our show and i didn't smoke it for another week because i wanted to wait until i had the mm -hmm. time to appreciate it you know, and I ended up just smoking it. I think I was smoking it this morning with a cup of coffee because I actually knew I was going to have time to like be interrupted, mm -hmm. uninterrupted. Right. That's, <laughs> that's the best way. And I feel like um, that's, you know, something a lot of people are running into this year, especially um, that I, I noticed at PCA. You know, it's like you have this product and you're trying to release it as an exclusive in time for a show and you know you you want it to sit for longer you want it to kind of get that age right. and to settle in and you know to be a complete product but at the same time you want it to be out there you want people to start trying it um so i, I feel like that's a big industry issue that tends to come up for a lot of people. it does it comes up yeah. you know yeah so yeah <laughs> beautiful thank you Yvonne. sure <laughs> So um, moving on for now, has um, anything changed with our pairing thus far? I, I feel like um, we're about an inch in now to our cigars. Still very consistent for me. I'm actually feeling more of that like malted barley notes from the from the whiskey that I I've never gotten before from this particular rabbit hole brand, where I'm actually like feeling that a little bit of spice where before I wasn't at all. Um, for me, it's really 
I'm I'm getting I'm still getting some spice from the brulee in in the retro hail, not from the from the rock, but I've smoked the the uh, the blue before, and I'm enjoying it a lot better now with the rabbit hole. I'm very impressed. I think it's a great combination. Mm-hmm. I really I enjoy yeah. it. I think they both yeah. are uh, hugging on each other a little much. <laughs> <laughs> I know it still amazes me how how effective pairings are mm-hmm. for taste with the cigar and with the whiskey. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, for what you do for a living, I think it's um I think it's really great for you to have another aspect of what you do. Right, you know, absolutely. because of all the reps that I've worked with, you're a consistent with, you know, being on the show. Um, you smoke cigars, you're willing to smoke pipes, yeah. and you can appreciate how things change. Right, absolutely. And a change for the better in this instance for me. She's there for us. I try. (laughs) I try. Right. The kind of support we need. (laughs) Yeah. And I think for me, um, I can appreciate the balance, Um, you know, knowing that the last time I had this particular rabbit hole, um, I wasn't sold on it. I wasn't sure that I would bring it into twins because I was like, man, I don't know. I don't know if our clientele would like it. You know, it's a little, like, to me, sweet. I walked away thinking it was way too, too sweet. sweet. Yeah. Like, almost, like, overboard. But today, it's very enjoyable, super balanced. The back of my palate has that little bit of spice. Um, the the caramel notes, it's not overpowering. It's just right. So, again, I think paired with the right cigar or pipe tobacco, I think it's it's a slam dunk for sure. Absolutely. Um, I, th- I think another thing that's important to note with um, pairings, naturally, we all, you know, we pay attention to the palate, we pay attention to how it's tasting, how it's going down, how it's making us feel. But sometimes when you look at the aroma of the whiskey and the aroma of the cigar, you can almost tell that a pairing is goes together naturally. Like, you know, this, this cigar, it doesn't have a very strong aroma. It, it, you smell a lot of that cedar. And then once you nose the whiskey, you get those notes of the caramel, you can see the barley. It just, it connects, it connects very well. So yeah, before we move on, um, any, any thoughts on that? You ready? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now for more fun stuff, Mm-hmm. is the meme of the week. So I, I didn't send this one here to Dave, but luckily it's not a visual. It's it's one of those word memes. <laughs> so. My dimes dropped. <laughs> no, the dimes it took dropped. a while. It took a while. That's that a while. is not fun. <laughs> Are you even smoking if you're not dropping dimes? <laughs> it's got to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless you're at Twins and Kendra has to clean it up. Yeah. Right now, I am banned. You're a chronic asher like me. I like. Yeah. I'm totally Scott the Watch right now. If you're watching Scotty, he's not watching. No. <laughs> we'll show him. <laughs> yeah. So, this meme says, "Attention, please be patient with the bartender. Even a toilet can serve only one asshole at a time." <laughs> That's, we need a T-shirt out of yeah. it. That's got to be a bar shirt. <laughs> so, That's so I felt this was um, 
an opportune meme for what we've kind of been going through at Twins lately. I mean, for some reason, the toilet is always a topic of discussion. The men's <laughs> right. bathroom. This and that. It's probably the, the number one. People who can't make it to the bathroom. Yep, yep. And in addition to that, um, you know, we just had our big 724 party this last weekend. We have our barbecue coming up. Um, and, you know, everyone is really great for the most part. But there are those times where, you know, you get those customers that are very demanding, very, very pushy. And, you know, you, you're like, man, I wish they were a little bit more patient. I get it. But, <laughs> yeah. It's really sad that people are like that. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's like you, what you were saying earlier about working in um, retail right. or customer uh, service. Exactly. What was that, Yvonne? Oh, no, we're, we're not repeating that story. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. no, no. It's just people don't think about it. Yeah. And they don't think about what their server is going through or the retail person. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I just, you guys are busy running around. I saw you the other night. You're running around attending to everybody, making sure they have a drink. I mean, it's tough stuff. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, I give you guys a lot of credit. Yeah, we're in a sure. world, I do. We're in a world of Karens and Chads. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I saw at my vet's office a chalkboard that said, the world is short-staffed. Please be kind to those who show up. I was oh. like, that is perfect. I want you to know I just dropped mine, too. <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I pride myself on not doing that. I totally blew it. I wasn't even paying attention. I just okay, saw it. Got it on film. Yeah, hey. <laughs> Everybody see it. I drop. You know, sometimes I feel like making it to the ashtray on time is similar to making it to the bathroom on time. For yeah. some people. <laughs> <laughs> oh You're like, yes, I did it. <laughs> Gold star. So speaking of dropping things, you want to talk about, uh, talk about your new nickname? Oh, yeah. So you guys may have seen in the caption that Dan put together, I, I went from being Brie to, or Barbary to Debris. There we go. So I'm putting it up right now. There we go. Not only is it a, a cool little, you know, it rings, rolls off the tongue, but um, I acquired the name Debris while Kurt and I and Jazz and Jen were at PCA because not just there, but Kendra notices too, everywhere I go, I always have... Something I'm dropping. There's always something falling off of me. Just different day, different thing. So you never know what's in Bree's bag. <laughs> Hot, dogs. Hot dogs. What? Did, Hot dogs. Did I tell what? you? She, she keeps her dinner wow. for later in her bag for like 12 hours. Oh, that Hot no dogs pretty good. Gets better I'm later. Dinner for later. Oh boy. I tell you, I was thinking about getting a license plate that said hot dog, like H-A-W-T. <laughs> That's a good car for that, mm. too. Please do it. <laughs> so on that note, <laughs> we're going to transition into our cigar bar confession. Changing the subject. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Metallica. It's my, my deepest, darkest secret. No more hot dog talk. I don't know. Hot dog might be a deep secret. It was. <laughs> Not anymore. Pendrum <laughs> <Andrew> alone. <laughs> oh. Even the customers now, they're like, we're ordering food. Do you want any hot dogs, Bray? <laughs> Brad. Brad, if you're out there. <laughs> Aging Brad. <laughs> but yeah, so out for our um, cigar bar confessions, this is kind of just a... Uh, 
open forum to talk about anything good or bad that's happening around the cigar bar, any pet peeves, any things that we wish we would see, any or not see, yes. <laughs> I guess we'll start with Kendra for this one. <laughs> On the spot. <laughs> I mean, I guess if we were to um, start with me then I would say, like, to kind of go back to your meme there, I mean, <laughs> if you're being an a-hole, then yeah, you can wait. I'm not going to serve more than one of you at once. You're probably going to wait longer than anybody else. <laughs> you're going to be completely honest. <laughs> right? Am I right? I mean, yeah. am I right? <laughs> I mean, because there's probably 20 other nice people yep. that mm -hmm. I have a good rapport with that, mm -hmm. you know, I'd like to put their drink in front of them first. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Brie, put it on silent. I, I thought I did. <laughs> Debris. You thought wrong. Strikes again. <laughs> Here she goes. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 I don't know. Give me a topic about cigar bar confessions. Because now you just yeah. have that meme stuck in my head. Yeah. So I mean, I th throw I think, something at me, girl. I think that meme was kind of to to trigger that, mm. you know, because I've I've noticed, you know, there's this running joke that Lisa can attest to where we go, I used to be nice. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And I guess it's just, it's customer service mm -hmm. overall. But I think you have a gift where when you're dealing with alcohol, especially, you know, it's not always, um, you do have that, that sweet spot where, you know, they could be becoming an a-hole because mm -hmm. of the alcohol. So that kind of lets you put a, the brakes on it, you yeah. know, yeah. and I, I think there's a little bit more power when you're behind a bar in terms of dealing with different personalities and trying to protect yourself. I guess, I guess for me, you know, I always think in the back of my mind, liability, you know, so you're watching people's like intake of alcohol, like their behavior and where they started in their, their, where, where they, when they sat down, where did they start and where are they at right now? So you know, they could have been a jerk from the beginning and maybe that's just their personality or it's gone like downhill because of um, being intoxicated. So I guess that's something that it's, it's uncomfortable at times, but it's something that you always have to believe that, you know, it can be a liability and there's a lot of people that can leave a bar and, um, you know, and they slip through the cracks and something bad could happen. So, you know, you never want to be, you know, responsible. There's a sense. lot of people that can hide it. Too. Well, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's amazing how many people I've run across that yeah, really pack it away, you know, and I'm yeah. amazed. Like, look how good they function, you know. Yeah. I couldn't, which is yeah <laughs> i couldn't wow, in all honesty yeah so <laughs> which is why i'm always doing my ginger ale thing i know yeah. boring but hey it's responsible yeah. But, yeah so with that being said you know i guess it's a gift if someone can show it all over their face and in their mm -hmm. attitude that they can't handle it anymore and they they need to just uh slow it down have a water and be on their way yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I guess that kind of transitions into another question I was going to ask you, um, just kind of about how we as a cigar bar contribute to the experience of smoking a cigar. You know, obviously, 
your experience going to a restaurant is going to be different from going to a dive bar, from going to a club, from going to a cigar bar. Um, so what is your take on how our particular bar industry contributes to an experience for, you know, say someone who's new to smoking cigars even? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like, and I haven't been to a lot of different cigar lounges, but I think that Kurt really does a good job with setting the bar high for the experience and what he expects. And even though we can't deliver it every single day, we really try and try to keep in the back of the mind that this is the way that twins wants to operate. We want everybody to have a clean environment. So we want their ashtray to be clean. <laughs> we want, you know, their table to be free of trash and, you know, wet like drink rings and, you know, keep, keep it clean because we're a high-end establishment. And as they're down to um, towards the end of their cigar, like, do they have another to light up and can we offer can we recommend um is there a promotion that we're running you know that we want to um turn into that salesperson and make sure that we seem you know like knowledgeable and that we care about their experience yeah definitely i have noticed the staff at twins is i mean just for other bars not necessarily cigar bars but just other bars in general is almost more pro professional in a way like you guys seem to know more of what you're talking about you know more of how to relate to customers how to steer them in the right direction than someone who's just kind of mindlessly going about their task mm -hmm. so i i mean we love going to twins yeah i think it's about consistency too you know it's not even always about the cigar but you know are we all presenting um our cocktails the same and you know or is uh a whiskey being served in the appropriate glassware also a tequila is that being served in the appropriate glassware we're we asking the customer the right questions so yeah I've, I've noticed you guys do a great job in making sure that the customer is happy with what they're drinking i mean all right so i don't always drink ginger ale <laughs> but I mean, often you guys will come to me and say, well, what do you think of that? Do you like that? And you'll make suggestions for other things that I can try that are in within my palate that I would like. And I appreciate that. You know, I think that's really important because you're tuning into your your peeps. More and making sure, Right, exactly. You're not just handing them a glass and walking mm -hmm. away. Here's you, your Bud Light. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess on to get it, like giving someone something that they like and suggesting new things. I, I feel like there's those times where someone seems overwhelmed by the menu and they're like, oh, I'll just take a Bud Light. And you, you, you almost want to be like, are you sure? But you yeah, don't want to be rude. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I yeah. feel like if someone seems overwhelmed with the menu and be like, no pressure, I've got some other things that yeah. I can start making and I'll circle back. Or if you need a recommendation, like, are you a beer drinker? Mm -hmm. Do you drink whiskey? Do you drink tequila? Like there's, there's definitely ways to you know, kind of uncover what they're thinking without <coughs> making them feel like they've got to order something right then and there. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that, um, that kind of translates, um, you know, this industry, whether we're in the bar, we're in the humidor, it translates the same, you know, we're, yeah, at the end of the day, sales are great, but you know, you don't want to be making sales and having someone hate what they're smoking, hate what they're drinking, 
Um, you want it to be about their experience, like Kendra said. Um, and yeah, I, I think that in the cigar industry, where it's very much a pas passion industry, um, you try to be dedicated to fulfilling that. Right. So, yeah. So we're we're getting down there on the cigar now. Mm. Yep. I see some full whiskey blends. Hey, I'm drinking. I'm drinking. Everyone's <laughs> pacing. So yeah, Vaughn is. Um, I'm proud of you. I'm proud. Typically of you. not a whiskey drinker. No. I'm not. Um. So yeah. So with Vaughn. I know. Um, I want... Sorry. Go oh ahead. no. Go no, ahead. No. Yeah. No. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I want your honest opinion. That's all. Yep. <laughs> I, I really like it. As a matter of fact, I got to make sure I see exactly what it is <laughs> but i definitely am into sweet stuff so this is i mean i love this caramelly taste mm -hmm. and the way it it works with the brulee on top of it is just fantastic so yep i've never been unhappy with a rabbit hole <laughs> i know can't wait ow ow Ooh. ow <laughs> speaking of that there was a rabbit that ran across the parking lot at twins the other night when i was leaving at like oh, one in the morning no kidding. i was like oh my god do we have rabbits <laughs> <laughs> at least it's not mice <laughs> so yeah. cute that is adorable <laughs> Do we have a new mascot? Uh, I mean, maybe. maybe. I, have no, I totally forgot about that. I mean, so far, our only mascots at Twins have been dogs, but, you know, we're, we're open-minded. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, I guess what, what I was going to ask Yvonne, it's, it's kind of similar, but for you, like, you've never really, like, chosen a whiskey. Like, to, you've never, like, been like, oh, yeah, I'll have this whiskey when you go out. No, I haven't. So for a lot of make people, me sound like... no, no, it's no, not, no, no, it's not a bad thing. No, everyone's got their preference. Yeah, not a lot of people actually outside of this industry, like everyone, I think, views whiskey as like, oh man, that's like your grandpa's drink. Like that's that's not for me. That's dangerous. Um, but yeah, it's definitely something that's kind of hard for a lot of people to break into. So for you being like a first time bourbon drinker, I know you've already covered I'm a what bourbon it's a virgin. Like, but... <laughs> bourbon virgin. You've gone down the rabbit hole now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but what would you say is um based on this experience, your criteria going forward for what you might want to try next? Oh god, that's too technical. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, well, for me, well, I like the sweet, and I like I like to let it run all over my mouth. That sounds really terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you have to taste it completely. <laughs> you know what? I think I'm going to just stop. No, you're good. Keep going. Keep going. But there's, I, I mean, all you guys pointed out how with the cigar, the with the drink combined with it, it brings out different tones and different flavors that you wouldn't normally taste. I mean, you know what? I normally take the drink and I'm like, oh yeah, it's good. But I'm like sitting here like, okay, I like, I can really taste this, which, you know, and I'm not one that really can detect flavors, you know, and distinct things. It's just not my thing. I know what I like. I like yeah. it. I don't mm -hmm. like it, you know, but, um, Honestly, this is fantastic. And as I'm drinking it, I'm liking it more and more. Although I will admit the last one, like I almost kind of like it kind of burned. Too much. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, no, but it was a good burn, you know, it like, so good. like, okay, but I didn't expect so it. So I was trying to be like kind of cool about it. And I really wasn't. But, you know, <laughs> but, you know. This is a higher proof bourbon. 
surprisingly. <laughs> so, I know yeah. it doesn't it's feel 90, like it. Yep, ninety-five. Oh, just great, guys. Yeah. Thanks, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. And that's what I was gonna say for her criteria. I think she needs to consider the proof, right? And then your palate kind of adjusts as mm-hmm. you move forward. But you're not gonna put like a, a cast strength. Right, and your first like pour of a dram, yep. like you're not gonna like that. You, you, it would just burn your nose hairs out. But <laughs> you know, starting, like I, yes, so but you have to consider uh, your customer. Mm-hmm. You know, you can appreciate some flavors and pick out some notes if you are starting like at a lower proof. Right, and then you adjust from there. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and like Yvonne was saying, she, you know, bourbon and whiskeys and just hard liquors, maybe in general, aren't kind of your forte so cigars you know i love cigars but i'm not super knowledgeable so when i go to twins i'll go down to the cigar shop and i'll tell them what i'm drinking and then i ask for recommendation of what cigar would pair with it so it's kind of like you would do the opposite right almost. right yes absolutely yeah it's a situational industry mm-hmm. you know there's some things that just come with the territory you know you you might like one thing and then it's like oh well people who like this one thing also occasionally enjoy this and you know, it goes together for a reason. Right. Yeah. Mm. So, very good. Very nice. So, <laughs> next you. we're going to um, ask a would you rather question. Would you rather? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So, would you rather be a public speaker or a shark diver? Ooh, shark diver. <laughs> totally <laughs> a shark diver. Totally a shark diver. You can go first. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <I'll go> first. <laughs> <laughs> No, you know what? Even when I really know what I'm talking about, I get nervous. You know, you just want to present yourself nicely. So, and you're like, oh gosh, am I going to like mess this up? Put me in with the sharks anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but I am a Florida girl. So I've, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'll go in the sharks up. anytime. Florida woman. Yeah. Yeah. My family did sailboat charters. So, uh, wow. Wow. yeah. That's, that's I was cool. out on the water a lot. You've lived an exciting life. Yeah. I feel uh, like you always not... present some <laughs> that. I'm like, really? No. used to do that? No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You should have seen me at sixteen. <laughs> Tell us more. Uh-huh. Wow. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, well, I, well, oh, there see, I did it again. Oh, you're such an asshole. Oh We're my just... god. <laughs> We're distracted. I do. But no, actually, this was a very sad week for me because um. I sold my last surfboard. Mm. Yeah. It was kind of a sad thing. But it's good. I got money. There you go. <laughs> On the sailboat. Yep. Hey, exactly. <laughs> right. But, you know, see, it's really kind of, as anybody who knows me, I'm kind of klutzy. And even though my family did sailboat charters, I always had the safety line attached to me. Always. It didn't matter if I was 16 or 35. Notice I said 35. <laughs> I always had it. You know, my kids didn't even have the safety line on them, but I did. Yeah. I routinely, routinely, okay, see, maybe I've had too much to drink. I can't talk. But I consistently, you can count on me to fall off the boat. So it's just wild. No, seriously. But it's usually because I'm doing stuff and I'm not really paying attention. And that's the difference with surfing. When you're surfing, you're totally fixed on the wave. Yep. You know, there's just so totally. much more. Totally, totally man. man. Totally. But uh, yeah, 
those were good times. See, exciting life. Like, <laughs> she's a surfer. Was, yeah, surfer yeah, girl. Yeah. So. Well, was a surfer girl at heart. Yep. I'll yeah. always love the beach. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, who is next? Davina? I don't even remember the question now. Shark. <laughs> so, would you rather be a public speaker or a shark diver? <laughs> oh, shark diver. Definitely. Public speaking yes. terrifies me. And yet yep. here we are. And yet here we are. <laughs> well, well, he only really public. There's, there's, there's one little itty bitty camera right there, and there's not like you know hundreds of people. I don't know how my brother does it, but I, I just know it's it's uh nope. I'll, I'll, I'd rather be with the sharks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Potion Master? So it it is so funny <laughs> that this is the question because these are very specific like situations for me. So I hands down would be the the shark diver and let me tell you why. <laughs> because I okay, my previous career, I was um public speaker? <laughs> <laughs> no, but yes. So I worked for um express clothing for just about 10 years and i was in a program that um anyway required me to do a lot of traveling and i had to go to these big meetings and you know that store express i mean how many freaking stores are there there's a lot of stores so we would have this leadership meeting and so many freaking people and because i was in like a focus store um I, I would they would pick us at random to public speak and facilitate oh. in these meetings <laughs> and when i would get the the letter saying that you're chosen to speak at leadership you did cartwheels right i would throw up <laughs> i would be like oh my god oh my god oh my god so yes i absolutely hate public speaking especially in front of huge like <laughs> rooms with with microphones and whatnot but um but on the shark side of it, so I've always been obsessed with sharks, my mother and I both. Um, but I have always told my husband that my bucket list, one of the things is to cage dive with great white sharks to the point where I've looked up trips where um, one particular one was you could get on a, a, a boat in San Diego and sail out to Guadalupe Island. Guadalupe. And you can <laughs> cage dive with great whites for, for two days and um, very pricey. But, you know, and then my sister was like, let's go to Cape Town and do it. Her husband has done it before. And now in Cape Cod, there is so many great white sharks in Cape Cod now. That one of our regulars, Bob, he was just in Cape Cod and he was going on a whale watching trip. And I was like, will you ask the the guys on the boat, like if they know of any great white like charters where you can go out and see them or cage dive? Like, I know before long you'll be able to do it on Cape Cod. Like, yep. like every year there's more and more and they have them tagged. They're tracking them. So mm -hmm. I know that we're going to be able to do this in New England before long, but if not i'll end up going to our next at, twins outing 
Yeah, like, and I don't know what I'll feel like as I'm about to jump into the cage. I have no idea, but I just know that I've talked about it long enough that I'm not going to wuss out. Well, at least you don't and... have to worry about peeing your pants. <laughs> Can you imagine, you don't though? Have to talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine, though, once you, like, jump in and, like, the water, the bubbles and everything oh, kind of settle, and then all of a sudden oh, you, God. like, open your eyes and there's one right yep. there, and you're like, oh, hello. Yep. <laughs> I don't know if I'd have a heart attack. <laughs> Because they're scary looking. Oh, God. But... Yeah, those dark eyes, man. Those yeah, I know. And they're machines. Right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but, the force you know. of nature. Yes, exactly. I'm definitely into it, though. I, I have to do it mm -hmm. at some point. Mm -hmm. Yup. All right. What about you, Talia? Yeah, so I'm going to say shark diving. It's not because I'm afraid of public speaking. Because, I mean, I think we all know I like being the center of attention. So <laughs> I'm not super Welcome scared about... Welcome to Natalia, yes, Joe. I'm not super scared about uh, public Ow. speaking. Um, <laughs> that's right. Um, but I am obsessed with the ocean. And I just love marine life. And I think if I had more discipline, I would have been a marine biologist. But I just... You know, there's so much work. Liquor, you know. I mean, the booze. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is more fun, you know. You went opposite of discipline. I did. <laughs> I did. That was my fun. thing, Indulgence. Yes. That's there we go. Indulgence is more my style. But like Kendra said, I would be 100% scared out of my wits, but I would I would do it. It would be so much fun. And it's something to tell people that you, you've mm -hmm. done, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, even I just went to York last weekend and the water was gorgeous so i'm like floating and i'm swimming and i end up being a little too far out and i saw like the kind of you know the lifeguards waving me and i look around nobody's around me i was like oh whoops so <laughs> i just <laughs> when i'm in the ocean i just feel like happy you know so i feel like even with great white sharks attacking my cage i'd be in a happy place. <laughs> what? Did you see that video of the great white that like jumped into the cage? Oh yeah. I saw that. Oh no. <laughs> he was like almost all the way in and yeah. then he, that's, he couldn't get in. So that's he was horrifying. Like, he just kind of like let go and then he gravity just pulled him out but i mean uh, like a solid minute he was just like i'm getting the freak oh, in there man. and having lunch can you and, believe like that person that was in the cage though what they were going through in that moment no that's the funny thing like, was, was like, there, were, there were like four people down there who all had cameras and only one had them on because they were scared the first question after i remember one the first question they're like you know did anybody get it and like you know everybody's like nope like lens cap was on my the mine was off and and then one guy had it on and they were like yeah they were all excited oh, horrifying yeah but that was like literally the first question that's that was after after the shark left and i'm like wow <laughs> <laughs> i would have been like yeah i'm okay like, okay <laughs> it's all right. i think you would die from now, a heart please. attack before <laughs> yep. the thing bit you anyway but yep just the fear yeah did you see the guy like uh he was remarkably calm while it was going on too it was crazy well, a damn good thing he was. Maybe it wasn't his first rodeo. <laughs> yeah, right? It was. Yeah. I was like, why? Oh, he wanted, yeah. It was probably, I was like, wow. Because that's like the, the biggest thing. Like, if you're, you can't panic if you're in front of sharks. They can, FYI, if I think they can this. totally sense it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know? yeah, it's like, well, it's like a dog, you know? Yep. You like start running and freaking out from a right. dog. Pheromones. Right, right. <laughs> I was Pheromones. scared. Let's get this one. <laughs> I'm gonna eat you. Yeah, I'm gonna get you. Weak prey. Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna have to uh, answer with the same. Um, so I'm gonna preface this with a story, Big just surprise. like Kendra. <laughs> um, as a kid, I was a Shark Week nerd. 
I was obsessed. I'd be like, Mom, did you know that sharks actually don't even like human meat? They only attack mm -hmm. humans because they think they're seals. <laughs> like, if one comes near you, you just punch it in the nose and it goes away. <laughs> it was like... So um, I, I think just like everyone else here, um, you know, we, we all manage to do okay with public speaking, but thinking about having to, you know, be prepared, be present, be aware enough of what you're saying as a living every single day, I, I think that would be a very stressful life. <laughs> so I feel like with shark diving, it's like not only is it exciting and awesome, um, after your first few dives, you're probably going to start getting comfortable, turn into one of those people that just like jumps into the ocean and you're like petting all the sharks and you're just like, yeah, this is cool. I get, you get a great tan. Yeah. That too. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably, um, more of an exciting adrenaline rush. Whereas public speaking is like, oh my God, anxiety, I'm dying. <laughs> right. Don't you guys find, I find so. I do better when it's very like off the cuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. I would much rather if somebody turns around to me and says, I need you to do this. And it's like, boom, you have to do it. Yeah. I do it much better. Of course, I blame mm -hmm. it. Like, I wasn't prepared for this, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But yeah, because I've had many opportunities in my past that I've had to get up and speak. And when I prepare, I think I'm going to have a heart attack beforehand. But honestly, if somebody turns around to me and says, can you go do this? I'm like, OK, no problem. Yeah, you know, I got it. It'll be good. So pretty much the conclusion we all just come to is that we would rather face the jaws of a shark than the jaws of a public audience. <laughs> yeah, speakers. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So um, before we transition into our next segment here with the pipe tobacco, what are our final thoughts on this pairing? It's very creamy. It's very smooth. Um, the, I feel like the, the sweetness it had at the beginning has gone away. Um, still getting a light pepper in the retro hail, but not so much. And I think the pairing is marvelous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'd agree. I'm not a retro hail person, so I don't, yeah. I don't do that. It hurts. So um, I'm a wimp. I don't like it when it hurts. But I definitely like this combination. Um, Brulee Brew is just phenomenal. And I have to tell you, this is pretty darn good. And yeah. I like yeah, the I know, combination. You're done. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Hey, it'll be gone. <laughs> so, yeah. Great choice. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yep. I'm going to have to say the same. Um, and funny note on the retrohale, I've been working in the cigar industry now for six years, and I've retrohaled probably a total of 10 times in my life. Oh, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> You, just... you do get different taste and well taste yeah. it's not it's in your nose but, it is you know. yeah you, i do get something from right. it but it, i'm just not the hugest... i just get mostly a burning nose so I... <laughs> <laughs> it also helps that i smoked cigarettes for like 28 years oh did you oh, retrohale those <laughs> yeah can we zoom in on that face <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to get ready to take a brief intermission and transfer into the portion of our show where we light up some pipe tobacco. Mm. Oh, boy. So oh, yeah. stay tuned. <laughs> Kurt's favorite. Yeah, well, yeah. 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 <laughs> we're back. Welcome back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. So... Tonight, we are lighting up the pirate cake from Cornell and Deal. So the review website says it's a smooth, robust blend with 
75% exceptional Latakia, accompanied by a Turkish and Burley. And they call this a Latakia lover's treasure. So, um, like I said, this is Cornell and Deal. It's an English <laughs> blend. Um, it has Latakia, Turkish Orientals, and Burley. Um, it's not a flavored pipe tobacco, and um, it's, a, it's a plug. So it's a pirate cake for that reason, a plug or a cake. So, yeah, this is another one where um, the, the scent of it, it, it has a lot of that dried fruit. Um, I believe I smoked a little of this a couple weeks ago. Um, mm -hmm. it, was, it was gratifying. I, if I recall correctly, I got a little um, very strong raisin note. So I'm mm -hmm. kind of curious to smoke it again with this whiskey um, and, and see how it's changed. So we'll get back to that. But um, this is the segment that we've all been waiting for. So, Kendra, <laughs> what time is it? Stop for the fun stuff. Oh. <laughs> all right, guys. So, so totally going to fangirl right now. Mm -hmm. So for, oh, gosh, I don't know, maybe like two years now as I've, you know, followed like whiskey type uh, Facebook groups and whatnot and other bartending groups. Blackened whiskey has been repeatedly mentioned. Um, there's a pretty famous bartender that I follow in LA and all of her cocktails that are um, whiskey based, she uses Blackened. And Blackened is a collaboration with Metallica. So it is a blended whiskey and um, what's interesting about it i mean it, it i guess it's kind of silly in a way but um it's a blended whiskey it's blended bourbons and rye and mm -hmm. it's finished in okay. black brandy casks should i even be talking right now yes yes, yes. this is what we want <laughs> <laughs> and okay so finished in black brandy casks which i don't even know what black brandy is but maybe talia will know but um and then while it's in the finishing cask it is blasted by a metallica playlist and every batch has a different playlist so basically it it's almost way. vibrating the cask to the point of you know influencing the whiskey differently so i kind of thought about jefferson's ocean mm -hmm. right and how it goes on a different voyage every time and depending on how rough the sea is it's going to slightly change the characteristics in the whiskey so um but i thought that was pretty cool and you know i grew up listening to metallica, metallica. Um, i'm definitely that that rocker chick and i know brie is too i and... have to show you kendra kendra got us matching shirts for the show so uh, we're, we're rocking our metallica shirts here <laughs> We're so excited to be drinking Metallica whiskey, people. Hatfield <laughs> and Lars be praised. So I'm a little disappointed in Davina that we don't have a little clip of the playlist I that know. our particular yeah, band was um, you never black noised that? through to get to where we're at with this is batch number 113. Well, we're, we're, I like that number. It's what correct. is it? 113. One, one, 
So <laughs> batch number like one one three on Spotify. Right? On Spotify. All right, we're gonna try and find it here and see if we can show you all what this whiskey has been through before it, it is has making been, its transition. This whiskey has had its socks rocked off by <laughs> playlist number one one three. Fireball. 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 <laughs> I mean, that's like two of my favorite numbers in sequence, 11 and 3. I'm about it. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, shit, it better be good. Wow. <laughs> what a coinky dink. We can all hope. <laughs> yeah, Davina, your uh, ponytail's coming undone I there. I know. I feel like pebbles. <laughs> <laughs> so. Wow, that just showed how old I am. <laughs> But Talia, do you know what black brandy is? You know what I I don't. So is it black brandy or is it black brandy casks? Because I'm wondering if it's like a charred brandy cask. Because I've never actually heard of a black brandy. Okay. So I'm curious if that's a thing. In a black brandy cask. Okay, so I'm wondering black brandy casks if maybe they they take the brandy um wood and they do what kind of like we talked about with the. Uh, Jameson Black Barrel, and they char it more because mm -hmm. brandy isn't. They don't use like the charred casks okay. um, so much. They just they use like the first fill bourbon barrels. Mm -hmm. um, so that might be what it is. Uh, I didn't get too much of a chance to look very closely into this whiskey to see exactly what they use, but that's my impression is that maybe it's a charred brandy cask. Yeah, and I would think the same. Right, but the way that it read, I was like. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I've never heard of we, black brandy before. Are we ready for some before. background music? Yeah. Do we it. Are. Ready. Yeah. Time to rock out, everybody. All right. We've been it. ready, Davina. Let's I'm go. Gonna, I'm gonna start low and. <laughs> get on it. Watch this short video to get Spotify oh, yeah. ads. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And now we're on Xfinity. Here Someone didn't pay for premium. <laughs> I just downloaded the app. I'm sorry. Well, while we're waiting, um, so it seems as though they they play uh, Metallica music within, you know, the aging room, I guess. So it kind of gives a vibration to mm -hmm. the casks. And that's what we've talked about with Avion 44 with their fourth month of constantly moving or Jefferson's Ocean where they're constantly moving on the cast where if you have a whiskey that's shifting within its barrel, mm -hmm. more volume of the liquid is touching the the wood, which means it's like almost hyper-aging. Is that too loud? That's not loud enough. Yeah, honey. that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine, like, it would be great to work there, wouldn't it? Right? Yeah. yeah. You're like, yeah totally. Today we're uh, playing some metal music and we're uh, aging whiskey. So. <laughs> so yeah. how many songs are on this playlist? Uh, let's this is see. On... Yeah. Which is a really interesting concept because I've never heard of that done before. Yeah. Well, so like this you said, is something, like, yeah. similar with the ocean. Um, right. Like, I, I believe from what I read, they were saying something about... Um, they use low frequency vibration specifically so it it almost makes you think i know the ocean's very slow mm -hmm. steady so if music is low right. frequency it's probably kind of similar so it's yeah, yeah when it's when it's shifting that liquid within the barrel more of the volume of the liquid is 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 touching the wood mm -hmm. so it ages it faster it it allows more of that wood to become prevalent like the flavors within within the whiskey so it's a very it's very interesting i haven't heard of it until you guys kind of told me about it so i'm wondering if other bands might jump on this train kind of like celebrities <laughs> are jumping on the tequila train yeah. like slipknot 
and then awesome. uh, the cognac <laughs> trade. You know, they got yeah. a lot of base. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's kind of interesting, um, you know, with the spirit industry um, trying to differentiate what's hype and what actually has science behind it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think even with Ocean, like even selling it at the bar, people are like, oh, well, what's special about this? And you're like, well, you know, they put it on a ship and it was at sea for this many years. And some people are like, wow, that's really cool. And others are like, that's marketing. And it's but, really not. No. And it's really yeah, not because there is environmental factors. The And I've kind of tried to tell people this before as far as wood goes, where you smell the wood that they've <laughs> created, like they've built these casks out of. And, and you, you say, oh, it. that wood smells like whiskey. No, the whiskey tastes like the wood. So, and you see all these different cask strength or cask aging with various products that are using different kinds of barrels, sherry or bourbon or, you know, beer barrels and how different it makes the whiskey or the tequila taste. And it's, it's very true that wood has something to do with it. So if you're able to shift that liquid within its barrel, it's going to have a difference. So whether you're doing it on the ocean or whether you're doing it through, you know, vibrations of the music, it's going to have a difference. Mm. Yeah. And a lot of people don't really understand that, but it's it's almost like when when you pair a cigar with it, you know, the the tastes are different when you smoke a cigar and you drink a whiskey. So the the wood has a very very distinct and unique effect upon whatever spirits being aged in it. So I think people need to kind of start you know, realizing that, so things like this might bring it to the attention. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I don't know. Music's always been, as like most of you know, a, a huge part of my life. Um, you know, even like playing <laughs> playing bass in a death metal band for a little bit. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so um, it really is interesting to think about the process that's gone <laughs> into each of these barrels. Um, and the fact that, you know, you, you play one song and the, the water is only going to jump up this high. You you know, same with the whiskey. You play another song, it's going to be like blasting to the top and just like seeing how differently that process is affected. Wretched tongues mm-hmm. would have make would have made the whiskey be like, bam. Yeah, that double bass would have been beautiful. And that's why they have the different batches, you know, because they were probably playing different songs. Just like the Jefferson Oceans has the different voyages because they were in different locations. So they have different environmental, the air coming in, different rough seas, like mm-hmm. maybe there was a storm that hit. Yep. So oh, yeah. environmental factors play a huge part in flavor on whiskey. So this it's not to be like taken lightly, you know, the, yeah. the musical aspect of this whiskey, I think. Right there. Yeah, it's a cool story. Yeah, it is very cool. We're story. all about cool stories at Twins. <laughs> <laughs> Everything needs to have a cool really cool story, backstory. bro. Tell it again. <laughs> Yeah, so um, before we get to um, talking about how we're feeling about this pipe tobacco and before we get to giving our initial thoughts on the whiskey, um, I wanted to ask you guys another would you rather question. Whoa, two uh, would you rather questions? What is going on? <laughs> this is crazy. All right. <laughs> but how crazy is it? Crazy. <laughs> Freaking crazy. All right, so this one might be easy for some um, and harder for others. So. Would you rather have a family of 13 children or never be able to have children at all? 
<laughs> Look at that. She almost spit. That was great. <laughs> so we'll start with Davina. Uh, well, I've had two. Yeah. Oh, man. Put me on the spot here. Oh, they'll never see it. Questions are too easy. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you have kids, you, you oh, don't yeah, want them to feel bad it. when you say, I don't want you. <laughs> Are they watching? Are they watching? No, they're they not. Could one yeah. Day. They yeah, could one true. day. Yeah, that's true. You know? But they'd get less attention if there was 13. No, I would I would definitely I would definitely do 13 kids. There's nothing. Yeah, because nothing, you're not having them. There's nothing. Yeah. No, there's, there's nothing like children, man. My the most memorable moment of my fatherhood was with my with my oldest son Thomas and I just put him on the top of a kitty slide and he was probably like less than a year old and I was trying to teach him how to go down the slide and I was just like come on go down the slide go down the slide Thomas and like he was having nothing of it and then I kept doing it and then at like one moment he like looked at me with like this big smile and just put up his arms and went down the slide and at that moment I realized he cared nothing about trust or anything it was just pure love it was pure that's he just wanted to be happy and he let go and i i there's no i can't even describe the feelings that were going through my head that day but it was like it was unbelievable i'll never forget that moment as long as i live oh it's a that's sweet touching moments <laughs> <laughs> Touching moments from a dad destined drag. <laughs> That's going to be our next podcast. Yes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what about you, Mavon? Um, That's a funny question. Well, not funny. Um, There's no way I'd have 13 kids. I love... <laughs> I love my two kids. Well, my young adults. <laughs> I love my young adults very much. Life would be horrible without them but you know 13 kids just there's no way and i want you to know i really was not a great mom i dropped both of my kids they like you know, oh please seriously my parent has i was afraid to take my child to daycare because i thought she had like little pieces of concrete embedded in her face. i took her to the beach oh and i wanted to get the sand off her and i like pulled the thing up and she flopped yeah jamie i'm talking about you she flopped onto the asphalt and she had all these little pieces of like the asphalt in her and she was bleeding it was horrible you that know happened what? to my son thomas I, too don't feel like you know it what? happens but happens. 13 kids obviously i'd have like eight <laughs> <laughs> but now well, i see, that's I, when the kids get to a certain age and they start taking care of the other kids and i feel like you know it probably oh wouldn't be so bad that's but, like northern i don't know if that's weird yeah no i just no no that's a lot. I love Jamie and Charles, but no. And we um we are gonna get to a segment where we address um user comment or viewer commentary and questions. But I just had to point out that um Canada Rob said thirteen kids would put one heck of a dent in the cigar budget. Yep. So <laughs> there's a reason for a lot. Very true. Very, oh very God, true. The whiskey budget. Yeah. 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 And you'd have to have whiskey. <laughs> no, Glenn oh, put one for you. <laughs> hey, you mean Glenn Levitt? Glenn Levitt. That's oh. what I thought. Levitt. <laughs> so yeah kendra i know i already know your answer but yeah, no way now 13 dogs yeah. dogs 13 yeah. dogs yeah no way i won't dogs. even have one kid 101 dalmatians <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> nah 
no, it's it's not for me, man. Yeah. <laughs> Metallica. I'll, I'll piggyback on that <laughs> and say I'm, I'm all set with my dogs, I think. Yeah. Dog. But you, Talia? I think if I had kids, maybe it would be, you know, like Yvonne and Dave had kind of a struggle answering the question. Mm-hmm. I don't have any kids right now. So if I had a choice right now, zero or 13, I'd pick zero. I mean, 13 is <laughs> just absurd. It's a lot of work. Just absurd. Why but if 13? I had a couple kids, if I had a couple kids, maybe it would be, It would. I imagine it'd be impossible Why to say none. Cigars in you know box. what I mean? <laughs> 13 is a good number. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of like right. an unlucky right. number, too. So, you know, you're like, okay, you it have 12 is. kids. It's you're really like, oh, I don't know. Even. Together. Get it even. Yeah. 13th yep. one pops out. Can He's you like imagine the how much it would cost? <laughs> It'd be crazy. Yeah. Jeez. Yep. So, uh, You'd be on T, uh, what is that? TLC? Yeah. Uh, kids and counting or 19, yeah. 19 kids and counting. Yeah. You'd yeah. be, you'd be on it. You have a TV show, so you'd probably be able to supplement your income that That's way. That's the only way you could <laughs> do mean, it. Yeah. You know, I, I Yay, way... COVID. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was bad. Oh my God. Sorry. Yeah. I've, I've heard controversy about that show. It's almost like oh, using God. your kids for yeah, fame. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And, it's absurd. Yeah, immoral. But yes. Anyway. Truth. <laughs> Um, transitioning into what I mentioned before, um, <laughs> Davina, yeah. <laughs> are there um, any current user questions or commentary that we'd like to Let's address? I know I saw something earlier come through from um, Kurt himself. Uh, Kurt's going to get a shark for the dunk tank at the 24th annual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is there a dunk yeah. tank this year? Come on. Only if there's sharks in it. Okay. <laughs> I'll, you, you know, I'll do it then. A couple, lemon cool. <laughs> couple lemon sharks. A couple lemon sharks. Talia's going to go in the dunk tank. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and anyone's uh, welcome to ask any questions Let's see. that what do we got? What do we you got? may have for us. We got anything on YouTube here? Just Dan. Just Dan. <laughs> uh, Just Dan. Just Dan. <laughs> so, um, how are we feeling about the pipe tobacco? We haven't really gotten a chance to, to hear initial thoughts on that. I really like this pipe tobacco. You know, the Arr. the aroma of it reminded me a lot of, uh, yeah, my favorite rope tobacco. Oh, <laughs> you know what's going to happen, right? <laughs> oh, it's not going to play on it. So it has that really nice, like, campfire, like, almost like a peated kind of smoke to it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's, it's really working for me. I think it is... Um, it's it's bringing out more of that rye note in the whiskey too. So for me, it's it's definitely better than I thought. Yeah, yeah. I think um it's kind of interesting. Not that, or I don't know. Maybe it really doesn't make a difference. But I feel like every plug or cake tobacco that I've smoked, I've always enjoyed. Um, you know, I just feel like I get more of that mesquite flavor that I mm-hmm. crave on a pipe tobacco. Um, and it always pairs well with like a whiskey or a rye that has more of those intense notes and that's going to come through a little bit more and complement it well. Um, but, you know, it is a, a pipe tobacco that I'd also just enjoy as is. Yep. I wouldn't even necessarily need to drink anything with it, but um, having the whiskey with it does complement very well. Everyone else's thoughts? And I know I'm Yvonne, you're not a typical pipe tobacco smoker. This is your second, second or third time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm enjoying it. Uh, I like the aroma. I like the tingle to my tongue. <laughs> tingle, tingle to my tongue. Tingle. 
No, it's 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 good. There's a tingle on my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely i I taste like notes of raisin. Somebody said raisin before, yeah. but I still I definitely do some raisin. That dried fruits coming through. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, that dark fruit. Yeah. Dried raisins. I feel like this would earth. be really good on the boat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Definitely. pirate cake. You know, exactly. Arr. Exactly. It's definitely got that. I don't know. Yeah. And yep. even going back to the um, the whole marketing side of it, when Dan first came to us and was like, oh, how do you guys feel about smoking some pirate cake? We were like, yeah, that sounds good. We should have had an eye patch and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that probably would have sold it back. Yeah. Then, you know. Does anybody else think it's weird that we're smoking pipes with Metallica whiskey? Yep. <laughs> well, even with the whiskey, it's it's interesting because you look at it, you're like, it's Metallica whiskey, it's a black and barrel, and it's really smooth. I was expecting it to be kind of harsh. I'm not gonna lie. I was expecting well, it's 90 it to, proof. Yeah, I was expecting it to kind of have more of a kick to it, and it's very pleasant. Like mm-hmm. I, I would even possibly recommend this to someone who isn't an extremely seasoned um whiskey drinker so yeah i think it's got some kick to it (laughs) little kick yeah (laughs) i'm like somebody maybe never mind (laughs) can we have more please no go ahead (laughs) it's good it's very good Mm -hmm. i think i'd enjoy it in cast strength yeah yeah Mm -hmm. just uh Hard ass biatch. I'm gonna maybe. say she's harder than she looks, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Just like this. Why do I look innocent? I doubt it. Not, no. Not particularly. <laughs> <laughs> Only in the pictures I take of you. <laughs> Can I just say that the song that's playing now is the one that birthed my metal love? Is this one? Yes. I like one. Yeah, yes. I love this song. I do love this song. I know. I started like tuning you all out so I could listen. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to go ahead and say that most pipe tobaccos that incorporate the Latakia are a friend of mine. I actually, truthfully, like nothing <laughs> against the whiskey, but I truly they sleep enjoyed under my the pillows. <laughs> what was that? I nothing against the whiskey but i did truthfully enjoy the pipe tobacco more before i started mm-hmm. drinking the whiskey i don't know if anyone else got yeah. that i actually I didn't did... take a sip till a second ago yeah, yeah i did enjoy the pipe tobacco a lot yeah it kind of mm-hmm. took the sweetness away a little yeah bit. like yeah. i really enjoyed the pipe mm. tobacco and then i kind of started drinking the whiskey and, and it was the first time ever on this show where i was like oh i don't know if this you know mm-hmm. um so i did enjoy the the pipe tobacco a lot. Yeah. But <laughs> a lot. A lot. I did. I did. Now I'm Curse almost like you. it's like too harsh now almost with the whiskey pairing, which is odd. Yeah. Usually they like go together fairly well. Mm-hmm. I feel like pairings are kind of like people. Sometimes they complement <laughs> yeah, each other very sometimes, well. Sometimes they're better off alone. <laughs> yep. Sometimes maybe it doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, Dave's coming out with his own whiskey barrel. He's just going to sing to all of them. Nope. And they're, they're oh, gosh, that would be horrible. They would be dead. <laughs> no, I won't do that. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> Other bands played with I only have um, one Am I Just Blowing Smoke question today. Oh. So, so many questions. Just, just a couple. <laughs> so, am I... You can I... handle it. It's good. <laughs> am I Just Blowing Smoke? 
you have a chance to win 24k by purchasing a 240 dollar bag of about 24 cigars that allows you to attend a super fun party <laughs> i've already lost you <laughs> kendra you am i just blowing smoke? <laughs> that is wait that is true that's a real thing yes that is a real thing yeah so this is um transitioning into um what's going on at twin so um we were having our annual blues barbecue this year. Unfortunately, smoke we weren't and able. Yes, yeah, smoke and blues barbecue. Smoke and blues barbecue. Um, weren't able to have it last year because of everything COVID. going on with the pandemic. Um, so we've made some changes this year. Um, we're trying to make this a really big one. Excuse me, peanut gallery. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's going to be happening. Um, Saturday, September 18th, and um, tickets are $240. You get 24 or so cigars. There's really good barbecue, live music, a few other little perks that we're going to surprise you with there. Chris uh, and, the and yep. are you ready? It's also Kendra's birthday. <gasps> yes. No freaking way. He's working it. <laughs> it don't <Woo>. be the <laughs> So if you love Kendra and you're not there, then you don't really love Kendra. Ooh, that's right. It's your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Get the tickets. Support Kendra's yes. 13 children. <laughs> 13 dogs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bob will be there. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Bob bought a table. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and... Um, not that it's falling in the shadow of that, but we have some things going on before then, too. We have oh, yeah. our... Not just blowing smoke anniversary yeah, party baby. show. That's going to be on. Um... We're turning two. I'll let you talk about that, Davina. <laughs> so. Two. <laughs> we're turning two. And we're going to have a party here where we film it at, at Hooksit. And yours truly will be cooking on the barbecue for all you people who show up. Oh, boy. And uh, we're going to be having some mean meats, let me tell you. There's going to be... <laughs> There's going to be some sick stuff on the grill. You're not going to me? want to miss it. Are you a good cook? Me. Oh. Me. Oh, yes, me. And, hot and then, what about not, hot just, dogs? not just that, All the hot for, the people who are, for the people who are interested, we're going to open up for the first time ever the lounge of our podcast. Yeah. I'm getting a little distracted. And so you will be able to watch the show as it happens and comment and hopefully heckle us it's going to be a great time you can't miss it it's going to be great yes i can't wait i'll be there yeah i'll be there yep pairings <laughs> yep pairings by tequila talia that's right that's right brie will be there maybe no i'm kidding <laughs> maybe kendra undecided kendra? 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 Yeah, kendra. Come on. you gotta support your girls now i'll go with kendra girls <laughs> <laughs> But yes, it's going to be a fun-filled night. There's a whole bunch of stuff where we're actually we're actually working out all the details right now. We're going to have some media soon. Yep. 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 So, but yes, we'll be starting a list. So please sign up. Thank you. A list. Yep. yep. We need a head count. It doesn't cost anything to come, but we need a head count so we can have enough food. Yes. Yep. So um, on that note. <laughs> We're going to begin to wrap things up here. Um, just to recap, we had our um, Sober Mesa Brulee Blue um, paired with our Rabbit Hole Whiskey and um, decided that that was a very enjoyable pairing. Highly recommended. Absolutely. Can I take the bottle? 
we got a, cool a, bottle, a new right? whiskey fanatic <laughs> yeah. over here. You are the bottle hey. girl. <laughs> Believe in yourself. <laughs> and um, I, I think conclusively we can say that um, this pirate cake from Cornell and Deal is excellent as is and that the Metallica whiskey is enjoyable as is, but that they don't really complement each other very well. So um, if you want to try it with something else, let us know how it goes. If you have a better suggestion <laughs> or, or maybe you'll like something it. Different. You can just rock your socks off without smoking with it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. As you've noticed, we have the uh, Metallica Barrel 113 playing in the background. Which is yep. pretty, pretty great. Mm. <laughs> I like it. But yeah, so um, next week we're going to have Pastor Padrone, Paul, and Nick return with their three-part series on the TAA releases. So they're going to be covering The Crowned Heads, The Lost Angel, and Cornell and Deal's Havana Daydream. Um, Follow us to get notified. It's facebook.com slash podcast and also at NotJustBlowingSmoke on Instagram. (laughs) Thank you guys for joining us tonight. We look forward to seeing you in the near future. Have a great night. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Thanks for listening, everybody. And that is not just blowing smoke.